Alrighty. How many of you guys actually enjoy the time of worship right now? Man, it's so good to be in his presence. Can I ask, can I ask us to do something? Can we, can we do something messy? Can we, can we be real in church right now? Can I, can I ask you to stand up quickly? I want everybody to stand up. Stand up, stand up. Okay. So what I want you to do quickly is I want you to turn around. If you're right in front, turn around. I want everybody to turn around and just give everybody like a Bluetooth or a Wi-Fi high five and just say, hi, welcome. Come on, we cannot just walk into this church and then walk out again without getting into each other's spaces and then you may take your seats. Yeah, because some of you like walk in and it's like, am I the only one in church? And then uh, when you have a look at it, it's like, ah, when they put the lights on, there's that person and there's that. So we really just want you to be as comfortable as possible so that we can prep you to get ready to go out and do the works that Jesus wants us to do. And that's the series that we are, are currently in. We are currently in a series, if you are new, you're called Power Up. And that is us working through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And over the past three weeks, we have, we have had a look that the gifts of the Spirit are still available to each and every one of us. It's still active, it is still working, and it's still something that we get to tap into. And then we, we also learned that everybody has a gift. Come on, say, I've got a gift. That means there's five people in this room that are alive. Yes, Jesus. And then um, last week, uh, Louis broke it down for us, Pastor Louis. He broke it down and it's like there's such a uniqueness behind the gifts of the Holy Spirit and how they, how they function, how they operate, and what they're compared to and what they aren't. And now that we've got all that, we are going to be closing off our series with this last installment. So can I ask you to turn with me, if you have your Bibles, to Romans chapter 1. And we're going to be reading... Um, from verse 11 to 12, and this is what it says. For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. That is, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. So today, I just want to take a couple of minutes and talk to you through this title, which I am calling, What You Gonna Do? I had to bounce it off my wife. She's like, you've got to speak proper English. I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> but I'm asking you, what are you going to do? As we close off the series, it's all on us. Can we just pray before we get into it? So Lord Jesus, I just want to thank you for your word Father God, thank you that you haven't left us. Thank you that you have empowered us. Thank you that you have given us gifts to walk in this world, to be a blessing, to change and impact lives. And so, Father, I pray that as we hear from you through your word, that we will be equipped, encouraged, and inspired to do your will. We ask this in your name. Amen. So, um, 
If you do not know me, if you've never met me, um, or if you've never listened to one of my sermons, you probably don't know that I'm a big Marvel fan. If you come to my house, you will see that I have a whole lot of things that will show you how much of a fan I am. I'm such a fan with the last Avengers movie. It was like three hours long. I went to go watch it three times in less than seven days. You know, that's how much I enjoyed it. So I really enjoyed the Marvel series. Uh, my wife asked me, why didn't I do that with her and Titanic? I'm like, it wasn't a Marvel movie. <laughs> so, um, but, but growing up, I, I grew up on uh, reading comics. I don't know, any comic readers, any comic fans? Yes, I'm not the only cool person here. Yay. So I grew up, but the comics that I read was Superman and Batman. Um, any, any Superman fans out there? I was a big Superman fan because they kind of packed everything into one superhero. I mean, he, he had the strength, he had the speed, he could fly. Man, for those who don't know, I'm scared of heights, but I'd love to fly. I sit in the middle of the plane in the aisle when we take off, you know, in the fetal positions, like, Lord Jesus, save us. But in any case, um, so, man, he even has, like, the eye power. You know, he can kill people and see people through walls with the same, with the same power. It's insane. So they gave Superman everything. But one thing about Superman is he's got a kind of a hidden eye, a secret identity, which is Clark Kent. And something, while I was busy prepping for this last installment, and I've mentioned this to a few people as well, what do you call Superman if he's never, ever used his superpowers? He's just called man. There is absolutely nothing super about him. He is just Clark Kent. Because if he never uses his superpower, no one knows who he is. So my question to you today is, what do you call a Christian that, that doesn't operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit? You don't call them. Because they are powerless. God gave us the gifts to encourage each other, to build each other up, to help us get equipped for service to get through this life that we are in. Jesus said that we will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes and fills us. And that is what we need to do. Sorry. We are supposed to walk in the power that God has for us. So my question is, what are you going to do? And no, it's not that reggae song when they come for you. If we, if we have a look at that, um, at that passage that Paul was writing to the, to the church in Rome, he says, I can't wait to get together with you. I can't wait to meet you. Is there anybody that you can't wait to see? Like during a day, during a week. Is there that one person that if you aren't around them, can't wait to see them. My, my wife isn't here today. I cannot wait to get home to see her. And, and that's just how it feels. But Paul goes, I cannot wait to get into the presence of other Christians so that I can impart a gift. And when he says impart a gift, he's not saying I want to give you a gift. This is what we need to understand. He is saying, telling them that I want to be a gift. I want to share 
the gift that I have so that I can strengthen you, so that I can strengthen your faith. You see, he uses that same thing in Thessalonians 3 verse 2. And this is what it says. So Paul goes in the book of Romans, I can't wait to get to you so I can strengthen you in your faith through the gift that I have. Then he writes now in 1, in 1 Thessalonians 3 verse 2, he says, We sent Timothy, who is our brother and co-worker in God's service in spreading the gospel of Christ, to strengthen and encourage you in your faith. So number one, Paul goes, I have a gift, and I'm coming to strengthen you so that we can be mutually encouraged. But then later on, he goes, I'm sending you Timothy so that through his gift, he can strengthen you and encourage you. You see, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are given to be given, not to be hoarded up. How many of you guys have stuff that you hoard? Lady dresses. You were given a gift, and you don't use it. Now, I know Louis sitting up there is like, but Milo, you've got those idols that everybody gives you that is just taking up space. They do not take up space. I use them to display the awesomeness of what they are whenever someone comes around. So ask them. I take people of the grand tour of, it's not my man cave, it's my gaming room. And it's like when they walk in there and I open the door, it's like, oh, angels descend, lights come on, coffee gets poured by, I don't know who. And we just all marvel in my Marvel collection. See, you need to use the gifts to encourage people. It's not supposed to just be kept hidden so that we, we get to encourage people in their faith. And the reason we strengthen them is so that when troubles come their way, they don't easily lose faith. That is why we have the gifts. It's to stir up faith by pointing others to the goodness of God. We just sang that song. Our gifts that we have points others to His goodness. Uh, how long have we been in lockdown, Louis? Uh, a very long time. So before my daughter went to primary school, uh, the school that they were in like about two years ago, um, the school always had these functions for like the whole family, like on some evenings, and everybody would rock up on the school, sit on the sports field, and there'd be food, there'd be entertainment, and it's just so that we could socialize, get to meet other parents in our kids' classes, and just enjoy an evening with people. But my kids, they take after me. They love stuff, and they love eating. So my daughter runs, and she goes and finds candy floss. They call it cotton candy. I don't know where they get this American thing from. And um, so my daughter goes and finds candy floss. But in the process of finding candy floss, she finds one of her friends from her school. And her friend asks, where'd you get that? And she goes, my dad bought it for me. Do you want one? He'll buy you one as well. And so she comes running. It's like, dad, look what I found. Can you buy her um, like candy floss as well? And I'm like, oh, okay. I'll get you candy floss. And so, so I go and buy her friend candy floss, and all of a sudden there's the school that comes running at me. It's like, Rebecca's dad, you're amazing. Buy us candy floss. And I'm like, I have no idea who this girl is, 
and I walk away. No, I'm just joking. But you see, she knows the goodness of her dad. So the gift she has, she shares, and they go, where'd you get that? And it goes, my dad. And that is what it should be with all of us as we operate in our gifts. It should stir people up to go, what do I need to do? And it should point them to Jesus. That is why we have the gifts. That is why we encourage each other. That is why we come in here to stir each other up. We must stop getting advice from people that don't spend time with Jesus. Because they try and get us to look inwardly at ourselves and get ourselves out the mess. But it's because we aren't being in Jesus that we are sometimes in a mess. That is why we should always pursue people that love Jesus. Find a gift in the church and have them speak into your life. Have them impart something inside of you so that you can be strengthened, encouraged, and so that not only will your faith grow, but how many of you guys know whenever you speak about and share your faith, it strengthens someone else? So as you share, their faith will strengthen you as well. And that is what Paul says. When I encourage, I get encouraged. What I give, I always get back. And Jesus says that way as well. Give, and it will be given. So what gift do you have? What are you going to do? We all have gifts. We all have gifts. 1 Corinthians 7 verse 7 says this. I wish that all of you were as I am. How many of you guys wish that the people at work were like you? You know, like had your work ethic, had your smile, smelt as good as you. You know, everybody wants someone to be like them. And this is what Paul's saying. It's like, I've got gifts. I wish you guys were like me that would step out of your comfort zone, would Try something new, but then he carries on to say, but each of you has your own gift from God. One has this gift, another has that. So what we're going to do right now is, we all know the gifts are available. We all know we all have gifts. We all know that they are unique. But what I want to do right now is, I just want to show you a few of the gifts that we get to walk in. You see, there are many gifts, and I've got to stress out, there's a difference between calling and gifting. You might be called to be in children's ministry. I was not. But you might have a gifting of teaching so that in children's ministry, you can teach them about Jesus. You see, I've got a, a gifting of teaching as well, but I'm not called to children's ministry. They fight dirty. They bite. They kick. And when you hit them, they go tell their parents. <laughs> Do you know how many times my wife shouts at me when we get home? It's like, stop hitting my kids. It's awful. So I was never called into children's ministry, but I am gifted to teach. So your gifting is different from your calling, even though they're closely related. And so what we want to do is I just want to show you the different gifts that we have. And every person's gift is necessary 
for their calling. That is something we need to understand. Whatever God is calling you to, he is equipping you with. And this is the thing. So we're just going to run through it. And uh, the first load of gifts that we have is called ministry gifts. So ministry gifts is like if you go and read in Ephesians, Paul writes, these are the gifts that are given to the church to teach you and equip you for works of service. And these are the apostles, the evangelists, the um, teachers, the preachers, and then the prophets. All of these giftings are here so that you can be encouraged and equipped to do good service. And therefore, I got to stress again, our first point was, you are a gift. No matter who you are, you don't just have a gift, but you are a gift. I don't know if you guys have ever spent time with some older people. You see, you can't say old these days. Because uh, my wife turned a certain age that I'm not allowed to mention on live stream. Otherwise, I won't go home. And um, I can't say old because she'll say, you know, 40 is not old anymore. <laughs> and, and, and this is the thing. So if you spend time around older people, they will say, you are such a gift. You're such a blessing to me. But that is so true. The gift that you have in you is a gift to others. You are a gift. So we've got gifts of ministry, and this is how God works through us to serve and meet the needs of other people. That is why we have the, the, the gifting of apostles, evangelists, prophets, pastors, and teachers is to help us understand, to grow, and to move forward. Then, the next set of gifts are our motivational gifts. And you can find this in Romans 12, verse 6 to 8. And what these gifts do is they show you how God works through us to motivate the way we speak and the way we act. These are teaching, encouraging, leading, serving, mercy, hospitality. How many of you guys know hospitality is a gift? Have you ever been to someone's house and they didn't offer you coffee? Mario, don't look at me. <laughs> it's like, hospitality is something that Jesus wants us to be. It's a gift that he wants all of us to have so that we can host people. Administration and giving, these are all gifts so that we can be motivated in the way we speak and encourage other people. And then lastly, we've got the manifestational gifts. These you can find in a, wow, that says manifestational gifts. And for those who can't read, it says the first one, they divide it into three groups. The first one is revelation gifts. The second one is power gifts. And then the last one is vocal gifts. Under revelation, you've got words of wisdom, words of knowledge, and discernment of spirits. Then under power gifts, you've got healing and faith. And then under vocal gifts, you've got tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. These gifts is how God works through us to show 
His supernatural power. Everybody gets to operate in one of these areas from motivational to ministry to manifestation because Louis said it in that first, these signs will follow those that walk with Jesus so that we can operate in these things so that we can point everyone to God. You see, each of us has a gift to encourage someone's faith. Now, we've got a whole lot of different gifts operating at the same time within this church. So, how many of you guys were greeted by someone this morning? Yep, yep, yep. If you weren't greeted by someone, you probably came in late. Sorry. My bad. Um, and, and, and that is a gift. They, they host you when they come in. These are guys going, Milo, I can chat to people. And we go, great, we need people to chat to people. So when they come in here, they don't feel lost. They don't feel alone. And then we've got other gifts, like people go, you know what, Milo, I can't talk to people. I'm shy. They lie. I don't know how to talk to people. But I've got this gift that I can use to serve others. So we've got people that sit here and then they create an environment, an atmosphere, and they set the tone for you to encounter Jesus. That is still a gift. And then we've got other gifts like Louis, myself, and I'm, I've got to tell you, you've actually got to be in our team time before service. All these guys go, you know what? I can't speak to people. I can't share a word with someone. But do you know how we are encouraged after they step up and share devotion with the team? These guys should be preaching hardcore like, like other countries, the way they are so good. But you see, what we do here is to encourage, to build up, and to strengthen each other's faith. The gift in you makes you a gift to someone else. So we need you to get to know your gifts. If you don't know your gifts, join us for our step-in classes. Next week is step two, where we talk to you, where we teach you about the different gifts in depth and which one you operate in so that you can be a blessing, a gift, and an encouragement to other people. And like I said, there's a lot of gifts but can I tell you something? Don't ever limit God to one gift. We can't limit him. Don't think that the one gift that you have is the only one that you get. You see, Paul writes on and he goes, you know what? Desire gifts. Function in your gift, but desire something else. How many of you guys are wearing a pair of shoes? That's good. It smells like it. Nice, clean. How many of you guys would like a gift of a new pair of shoes? I'm just seeing. How many of you guys would like to give a gift of a new pair of shoes? <laughs> but how many of you guys would like a gift of a jacket as well? A new car? Ah, Free food. You see, we don't have because we don't ask. That is what the word says. Whatever you want, 
ask. God cannot be limited by just what we are used to. So we get this one gift and we go, you know what? I'm okay. This is me. This is all I can do. But you know what? He is just waiting for you to go, give me something else. I want to stretch myself. I want to grow. I want to become something better. I want to be a blessing to more people. You see, I mentioned um, two weeks ago that Alison and myself, we were on a ministry trip to Brazil. And I remember the first night that we were on this trip, um, we were going out to this church to go and minister to the people. And we rock up at this church, and while we are riding on the bus, the guy that's leading the team is going, okay, team, you all need to have words of knowledge for the service, which means all of us, I think there was over 60 people on the team, and they go, all of you need to have a word of knowledge for someone. Now, a word of knowledge is, let me explain it this way, God wants to heal people. And a lot of people will sit there and go, I don't know if God wants to heal me, but I'm telling you now, God wants to heal people. So while they're sitting there, they don't want to step forward. God will give someone a word of knowledge and say, this person has a pain or is battling or is going through this, that, and the other here, there, or everywhere. So they say, okay, everybody in the team needs one. And I go, Oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do that. And just before we get to the church, um, man, I get this pain like, yeah, in my waist. You know where your belt goes? And you know like when you've eaten too much, you want to loosen your belt and you go, that feels so much better. So I got a pain over here and it felt like a bullet went through me. And I'm like, sure, I shouldn't have eaten all that at um, lunch. And, and, and we just continued on the bus and we went into this church. And this church was huge. It was like as narrow as what this middle section is, but it went all the way back. I mean, there were over 600 people in that service. And so the guy gets up that is leading the team and he's ministering to them and then he starts praying and he sends all of us to just go and pray for people. So we're like 500 kilometers away from him in this building and he goes, okay, we're going to share words of knowledge now. But because the team was scattered, he goes, it's okay, I know the team can't come to the front, so I'm just going to share a few from the stage of here. And he shares a whole lot of words of knowledge, and he goes, as he shares it, he asks people to put up their hands, and they put up their hands, and, and people pray for them, and they get healed. And then all of a sudden, he goes, there's someone here with the pain on the right side of their body, on their waist, it feels like a bullet went through them. And I go... Holy moly, that's what I felt. But you need to know that pain came and it gone, and it went away. It, it came and it gone. Wow, that's bad. Really bad English. It came and it went, and as he gives this message, a dude standing next to me puts up his hand, and he goes, through the interpreters, like, I've had this pain for weeks. And so I turn to him, we pray, and he walks away pain-free. You see, we all have specific gifts, but we can't limit God to use us with something else. God wants us to be available to work, to encourage people in their faith so that they can be a blessing, so that we can move forward, so that we can lift people up. You see, God is the gift giver. 
And He is a generous God. We don't have because we don't ask. I asked my sister for an iPhone. I'm not going to get it. But I can ask God, you know what? I would like to be able to operate in a gift that touches people's lives. And he will give it to me. Why? Because he wants to see his people restored. He wants to see his people encouraged. He wants to see his people uplifted. And as we just end off this series today, I just want us to look at one more passage. Just one more. And it's found in 1 Peter 4, verse 10. I need you to realize that you are a gift. You are a gift. But in that, don't limit God to how he wants to use you and what gifts he wants to give you. And then let's turn to 1 Peter 4 and read from verse 10. It says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards on God's grace in its various forms. So the gift you have, use it. Don't be scared to use it. Ask God for more, but what you have, don't hide it. Have you ever wondered what Batman would be if he never used his superpower? You see, Superman without his superpower would just be man. Batman without his, if he never ever used his superpower, would be rich. But if he didn't have his superpower, he'd be poor. Because that is the thing, the gifts that we have makes us extraordinary. If we don't use it, we are just ordinary. And this is what Paul is saying, whatever gift you have received is to be used to serve others. And if we carry on in verse 11, if anyone speak, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. So the words you have, speak it as if it's God speaking to people. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength that God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. So we know we have to use our gifts. They have been given to us by God. But I've got to let you know, how many of you parents, how many of you guys love seeing your kids use the gift that you have bought them? How many of you guys have kids that you buy them something and they never use it? How many times does it drive that you insane? It drives you insane. How many of you have ever sold that gift for to get your money back? <laughs> no, I should try it. But, but you see, this is the same. God won't sell your gift. But check it. He enjoys it when we function in the gifts that he gives us. So this is something that I want you to understand. We need to encourage each other. We need to strengthen each other. But if you want to grow in unity and maturity, you have to work 
in your gifts. We don't grow unless we use our gifts. Sometimes strengthening someone else's faith means you're going to have to step out in faith. Because you might be too scared to use it because you go, I don't know what this person is going to think. But you check this thing. It's all about faith. And faith isn't measured by how much you know. Faith is measured by how much you are willing to risk. Because we have to understand these things as well, that information that we get, this that we spoke about over these past couple of weeks, it's all information. But if we don't apply it to our lives, nothing happens. So information without application leads to stagnation. Put a B to that, dude. But check this out. Information with application leads to transformation. It transforms us. It transforms the people we encourage. It transforms, can I say this, the areas we live in. So what are you going to do? Now that you know all these things, we started off by saying we want you to not be uninformed about your gifts. Now you know what are you going to do. This is the challenge that we want to put out to each and every one of you. What are you going to do? Can I encourage you not to just run out of those doors and, and, and run home and go do shopping? Can I say, why not just take five minutes, find someone and encourage them? Make a new friend. Share your story with them. Can we be family? Hey? Can we be family? Can we meet with each other and encourage each other? Make someone coffee. Black, no sugar, warm, just saying. If someone is feeling down, can I ask you to be so brave to just maybe pray with them? Encourage them. If someone is feeling lost, you know what? Why don't you just, just be there for them? You see, we don't know because we aren't in people's spaces. Use what gift you have to strengthen someone else in their faith, and you will see that you will be encouraged as well. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we know it's great to know about all these things. But Father God, you need us at this moment to step out in faith, not limiting you so that we can be a gift to touch people's lives. So right now I pray and I ask that you would just bless everyone, that you would encourage them, to use what gift they have to build someone up this week. For those people at home, Father God, I pray that they will encourage their, their families in their household, Father God, their colleagues at work, their neighbors next to them. May we use our gifts to bring change. But most importantly, Lord, I pray that you would bless us and may we see that you are the one that provides, you are the one that blesses. May we be encouraged through that. 
So thank you for loving us. Thank you for not leaving us. Thank you for empowering us, Lord Jesus. And I pray that we will use this time and use this moment that we have here on this earth to walk in the power that you have given us. We ask this in your name. Amen.